Happy Hump Day, everybody. Once again, welcome to the show. It is Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we help you in your journey to head back to the window. Cash those winning tickets. Scott, how'd your day go yesterday? How'd your, uh, how'd your first day in uh, Florida go? It was fine. I got in in the middle of the afternoon, didn't really have time to spend in the sun. Was a bit unfortunate there. As for my actual betting plays, they were okay. I had a play of the day in tennis, didn't work out, had a couple chances, but failed break point chances are the worst when it comes to betting. I had a guy who went one for eight in break point chances. Not fun. Right. Is what it is. As for basketball, it was fine. I had some money on Baylor. That worked out. And besides that, really just took it easy. I didn't have much action at all. I live bet Florida State, which was nice. It was a sweat and a half, but they got it done. And that's kind of the end of it. What about yours? I had Wisconsin. They took care of business. I had them as about a five-point favor. They ended up winning by six. And I uh, I love that Air Force-Boise game, and I couldn't decide. I liked Air Force and the points, and I liked the over, and I went the wrong way. I had the over. They came up two points short. So uh, that wasn't ideal, but we did have a, uh, a winner with UConn on our play of the day, and, of course, uh, we did okay on our farm play. So quick reminder, everybody, we do want you to uh, – to check us out every day, but of course, uh, make sure that you stop by and check out our pals, uh, Jim Williams and Chris King over there doing their thing. Just parlays 1.30 p.m. Eastern time every day. Of course, don't forget to subscribe, like, all that stuff, rate, review, if you're listening to podcasts. Scott, I got a beef with the Parlay Boys. Uh, by the way, I'll give out a couple a couple of hellos here to uh, Ninja, Brownsbackers in the house, James uh, Dunello. Dunello. Uh, uh, James wants to know why the Grizzlies are seven-point dogs, Scott. So we'll talk about that. But I got something to get off my chest right now. We got beef with those motherfuckers over there because everything was going fine. I was listening to their show today. They're doing their thing, laying out their picks. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, they start to promo our show. And uh, Chris starts flapping his gums about how we stole his Islanders play. Like, what? That's right. We said we stole his Islanders play for Bet the Farm. And then, I don't know which is worse, Scott. He accuses you... And Jim says, I think uh, I think uh, they play the Islanders because uh, Rachel likes the Islanders. And Chris King says, no, I believe he's a Rangers fan. What the actual fuck over there, boys? No respect. No I'm, respect. Man. I'm telling you. I'm a Rangers fan here. It's not right. Jesus. I don't know. What are you more offended by? The, the accusations of stealing picks or being a Rangers fan? Uh, first of all, I wasn't aware that Chris owned all hockey picks that involve the Islanders. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. It's being a Rangers fan is the bigger insult to me because I have friends who are Rangers fans. We argue all the time. I actively root against the Rangers. They are a good team. I'll give them props this year. They are very good. But I've never been a Rangers fan, and I never will be. Good. Very good. Yeah. Unless I have money on them. Everybody knows we stole the play from my son, so... <laughs> Yeah. No, he had the he had the under. We borrowed it. We just didn't take the under with it. No, he had the under parlayed. So yeah, just for the record, we're not taking plays from Chris King. All right, we're just we're not. I doing took it. plays from the Flyers. Have lost eight in a row. Of course, we're fading <laughs> the playbook. But you know. Oh, uh, and of course, it was a stone cold lock as it took him just what nine nine rounds in in the shootout to uh, hell of a shootout though. Come up zero with zero. JC, 
JC Stowe says, "Why still picture?" No, he's there. They're not losers. He, he's done. No, they a, win. He's they done. Win a, he's done a nice job. But man, we don't. Uh, if we were going to steal a pick, we just stole one today. Because you and I struggled with the farm today. We're not going to lie. Some, we found one. Some days we go right to it, and we're like, "But yeah." Um, so yeah. So good after good afternoon to everybody. Ninjas in the house. Big X here. JC Stone. Uh, Duke's laying egg in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about James stopped by. He was early, Scott. He was 20 minutes early. Wanted to make sure he got his question. And so let's talk about why are the Grizzlies a seven point dog? And of course I asked you that show, that question before the show. And what did you tell me, Scott? What was your brilliant answer? Because Vegas, because, because Vegas thinks that Milwaukee seven points better than <laughs> Memphis. That's right. It's a dick answer. Uh, I everybody. mean, you're, you're asking me, I, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not taking the bucks in this spot. Uh, you're looking at how Milwaukee's been playing recently. Not great, Bob. Not great. Now, Drew Holiday might come back, so I do think that's definitely a big reason as to why. But you're looking at Milwaukee's performances recently. Am I supposed to be impressed they lost to Atlanta on MLK Day? Am I supposed to be impressed by that? I don't know, man. No, of course not. So I'm going to take the points because Memphis has been playing really well. Yeah. And Milwaukee is a good team on paper. It's not guaranteed Holiday's going to play. But if you're struggling to beat Atlanta and you lost to Charlotte a couple of times and here and there you've been losing some games, I don't care how good you look on paper. I got to have a reason based on recent form to back you. Memphis has been really good. I'm going to take the Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I James has a legitimately good question there because uh, Memphis 16 and five as an underdog, 15 and five against the number on the road. They're eight and one in January. They're fucking killing it right now. So. I would want no part of uh, Milwaukee in this situation. For me, the way that I can describe it is that Memphis is missing Bain, who's been really good this year. Brooks is still out. They're missing Kyle Anderson. So I guess the argument is they don't really have any small forwards. Right. But they still have Jaw. They still have Jaron Jackson. They still have some pieces. Bain's really good. Don't get me wrong. But I can't back Milwaukee here. No. I, I mean, Atlanta, we were talking about for weeks as a team that's just falling off the cliff. And Milwaukee has a decent lead in the fourth quarter, and they blow the game. So if Milwaukee is having a hard time even winning games right now, I'm not going to pick them to win by margin. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. Nope. Not a bit. Not a bit. Uh, Ninja likes the uh, Charlotte Hornets plus four. I don't mind that play. I like the Hornets. Uh, Hornets have been playing good ball lately. Uh, it's worth mentioning that LaMelo Ball is back in the lineup. I know he missed the game against the Knicks. They won anyway. But I want to lay points with Boston. I hate that damn team. Yeah, I don't ever... That, that, that's an absolute psycho team. I am not laying points with the Celtics basically ever. Don't ever get... But sick. I do think that the Hornets are still undervalued. Because you look at the results the last couple of weeks, they've been playing some good ball. Uh-huh. They have. And they've been very good against good teams. They're fifteen and five against the number um, against teams with winning records. So I know there's some questions about what kind of shape Ball will be in um, coming back for this one. But you know what? I think I don't. Did we ever hear what the illness was? It was a non-COVID illness. I don't know. Flu, strep. I don't know. Okay, well, that's solid. Is strep a thing, or is that like you don't have that pass? Like elementary school is strep a thing oh yeah my wife uh my wife used to get strep all the time when she when she was i feel like strep is something you hear a lot with like kids and then as soon as you become a teenager you just never hear strep again it's called a cold at that point well it pat it yeah a lot of times it 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 passes it's really easy to pass 
So you'll see mm-hmm. kids get it a lot in schools and kids, if you have like one kid, like all your kids are going to get strep. But um, yeah, my wife would go um, and they would diagnose her with strep. But you're right. It, it is similar to a very common for the, to the common cold. So I see some questions about the injuries for that Charlotte game. I see Ubre is questionable. Yeah. So he might actually play. Marcus Smart is officially out. Sure. So yeah. Boston, of course, defensively should be worse. Ubre might not play. But he might. So if you're worried about him being out, there is a chance he plays. Unknown entity talking about the Heat uh, against the Portland Trailblazers tonight. Trailblazers not playing good basketball right now. But as we find out, found out right before we came on the air, uh, Tyler Hero's out tonight uh, for Miami. Of course, they do have Jimmy Butler back, and Bam Adebayo is going to be playing his second game since his long uh, time away. And Norman Powell went from looking like he was going to play to he's not going to play. Uh, he's doubtful right now for Portland. So what do you make of that game? The way that I look at it is I'm interested in the prop angle for a player prop. Uh, for the side, I think it's tough because Hero is the sixth man of the year. It's not even close. It was over after about three weeks. Right. <laughs> the award race. So he's a big piece. Lowry's out, which, of course, is going to matter. So the player prop I actually like is Jimmy Butler. I like him rebounds and assists over 14 and a half, potentially triple double. You can find about seven to one, eight to one. If you shop around, he had a triple double last game without Lowry in the lineup. He's put up some massive stat lines and hero has the ball in his hands a lot when he's in the game and he's not playing. So Butler's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. Triple double at around seven to one, eight to one against one of the worst defenses in the league, I think has a lot of value to it. Yeah, we're gonna need gonna seriously need Robinson to step up, and and Robinson could have a huge game because Portland is horrific at guarding the three, so uh, second worst in the NBA. So we'll. But see. It's, it's tough to look at a guy who just had a triple double who's gonna basically be playing point guard because right. they have no hero and no Lowry, and you can still get seven to one or eight to one on triple double. Yeah, that's a lot of value in my opinion. Yeah, he gets some boards for for a guard. He does he does a nice job on mm-hmm. the boards. So. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's get to it. Let's talk about uh, a little bit about what happened yesterday, Scott, the winners and the losers. Of course, uh, we do want to remind you guys to uh, check out our pals over there at Caesars. Scott can tell you firsthand that they're doing a nice job there in New York and uh, a couple of different ways to go. If you're not in New York, you do get your first bet uh, matched up to $1,001, basically a uh, free free first play there. So do take advantage of that. You use the promo code Video Winners. The link is in the description now of this video, so you, you can just simply click on that link and get there. And if you're in New York, it's Video Whiners uh, to get you, uh, what, 300, 300 bucks free, Scott? And what else in, in New York there? You get $300 of free play, plus they match your first bet up to $3,000. Three gur. Three gur for a free bet. Nothing could be finer, man, right there. So if you're in New York... Do take advantage of that using the code Video Whiners. All right. Speaking of Caesars, by the way, did I mention my airplane story on air yesterday? Or we did that before. We, went we did it before, and, and you tweet okay. you tweeted about it, but I tweeted about it. But fun story. Shout out to the people at Caesars because it does involve their book for this story. Of course, as people know, I flew from New York to Florida yesterday, and I had the stunning realization as my plane is waiting to take off. We're about five minutes out from takeoff. We're it's moving, but we're not in the air yet. And I have the realization, Florida doesn't have legal sports betting yet. And I realized... They did for about a week. 
<laughs> I realized at the last minute, like if I want to actually bet on some of the games or anything this upcoming weekend or some of the fights for UFC, I got to act fast. So I sat there and I placed a UFC boost parlay from the runway. And as it sent, we started to take off. So I got in right when they could officially lock in on my location and I got the bet in. So I'm ready to roll. There you go. All right. There you go. That's a that's a that's a guaranteed loser, by the way. Anytime you anytime you barely get one in and you're like so happy that you get it, you get a good number. No way that fucking bet wins. Sorry, buddy. Oh, see, I know I did, but see the thing is, I did the research before I bet it. I just forgot that Caesars wasn't available in Florida. I compared the parlay price from the boost to the parlay price on FanDuel and on whatever. Right. It was significantly higher, so I was going to bet it on principle anyway. JC Stone says you look relaxed. Vacation doing you good, buddy. I, I like to believe I'm always relaxed. I'm a pretty even keel person. Where'd you, where'd you eat dinner last night? What'd you do? Ended up going to dinner with my grandma, my uncle, and ended up uh, having some Asian fusion food. Good stuff. Very good. James says maybe he got laid. I I call that highly unlikely. I, I appreciate I appreciate the compliment there, but no, that did not happen. STM Network. I had good food though. So who's the real winner? You S- know? STM Network. A good do- meal goes a long way. I'll tell you that much. I agree. So doing the show on vacation, not much of a vacation. Yeah, we uh, we talked about we talked about that before uh, before the show. That it's kind of a working vacation. Said go to the club. Go to Club Live if you at if you at the fountain. Club Live, buddy. That sounds like one of those places. You get a little bottle service. Huh? Come on now. Hit the strip club. Uh, I've, I've been in the club before. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice club. But the thing about Florida is that you have a ton of people in the lobby around Club Live on usually like Friday, Saturday, and, you know, whatever. Midweek Tuesday, not a big club night, believe it or not. So it was a pretty empty lobby last night. STM Network says you got to eat a Cubano once a day, which I would normally agree with, except you have to go order your Cubano with with no pork, and that's going to be a problem for a Cubano. <laughs> um, better get more, get more than bottle service at Live. <laughs> Dude, I used to play cards with guys uh, that went; they were members of a let's just call it a uh, probably less than legal organization, and they had a lot of dis- okay. That, that's one way to put it. They okay. had a lot of disposable income, and they would go to the club on the weekends. This is just in Kansas City, and they'd get bottled. They'd spend like four grand a piece at the club. I'm like, how the fuck you even do that? I'd rather spend it on parlays. I'd rather spend it. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh. Um, all right, let's do it, Scott. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the winners. Let's talk about the winers. Who took it in the shorts? And who reigned victorious yesterday as we do we do as we do here each and every day. We'll start it off. You know the drill. It's time to call the cops. You're in Miami, man. A lot of, lot of cops going on down there. You, uh, you got your pastels and everything ready for a little Miami Vice. All right, buddy. Let's Not as much street racing as there was about 10 years ago. Prob- probably true. All right, so let's get it started in the NBA, as, or excuse me, in the college ranks as Duke and Florida State going, oh, down there in Florida, buddy. You had the under 145. Ah, oh, you're in such good shape. You had it handicapped correctly. It's sitting 67-65, uh, 132 with two seconds left. All you got to do is play a little deep. No, no, no defense at all. Florida or State. give up a three. 
or, or give up a three or give up a three play play yeah play no defense play or play no all defense, defense. Yeah. but don't play a little bit uh they played a little bit florida state hit the layup tied it at 167 overtime not the friend not the friend to under betters and it certainly wasn't in this one as it goes from 134 to 257 or 157 in overtime sorry if you had duke florida state under time to call the cops and this is the worst beat of the entire card yesterday if you had east carolina plus three at home against UCF. You led by 16 points with a 9.29 to go. UCF went on a 22-6 run to end regulation. Game went to overtime. You know they're not bouncing back after blowing a 16-point lead in the final 10 minutes. Nope. And East Carolina lost by seven. That's rough. Brutal. 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 Um, if you had a Kinesius. Kinesius? Kinesis. Kinesius? I say Kinesius, but whatever. That's not right. I know it's not right. It's like saying Duquesne. <laughs> yes, no. Like, it's completely wrong, but you know, whatever. That's my favorite actor, by the way, from the X-Files, David Duquesne. Very good. Oh, he's great. You had Kinesius plus seven and a half against St. Peter's. Oh, the pearly gates of St. Peter's. Hey, they trailed by six with four seconds left. They fouled anyway. <laughs> oh, God. St. Peter's hit them both because that's what you do in that situation. They lose by eight. Way to turn way to turn a six-point loss into an eight-point loss with four seconds left. Canisius, obviously not in the Ivy League. If you had them plus seven and a half, so sorry. Time to call the cops. It's not even the NBA. You can't even you cannot even advance the ball to half court. No. Well, what's the what's the point? Absolutely no just, point just at all. Home. Scott, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give honorable mention to my uh, K-State Wildcats last night against Texas. Uh, the Texas Longhorns. Really good team, right? They got Chris Beard and everything, playing good defense. What's the one problem they have, buddy? Uh, they can't really score that well. Can't really score that well. And nowhere was it more evident than yesterday, as they had pretty much uh, pretty much led the whole time against K-State. And this is a... Uh, Game seemed to be, I don't want to say over, but it seemed like it was pretty much over. Yeah, pretty much. This is And this is a team that had beat K-State by 13 on the road just uh, fairly recently. So it uh, the second half goes and I'm just I'm just trying to get the exact numbers here how long they went. They they had uh yeah, they went it, it Texas scored their last points with a 243 left in the game. At that point it was 65-62. Talk about a grind for the last 243 K-State held them scoreless. And they outscored them uh, an impressive four to nothing. So K State wins sixty six sixty five. That was a uh, kind of a brutal beat there. If you're if you're a Texas backer, good for me. Good game, um, but uh, yeah, not not a good result there for Texas fans. Sorry guys. All right. So having got that off my chest, the opposite of call the cops. These are the people that had nice easy wins. You had nothing to sweat. No reason to worry. Hey, you could just go out and have Asian fusion with the family. You could go by the club. You didn't have to check those bets because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So, first one, if you had Western Michigan, plus 17 and a half against Akron. They led by three at the half. They were winning pretty much the entire game. They lost, so if you had the money line, that's kind of a bad beat there. But plus 17 and a half was never in doubt. I don't understand that. Akron team at all. I, I like that team, and that Western Michigan team has been awful this season, but they absolutely showed up last night. So congratulations 
uh, to the Broncos on <laughs> only losing by one. I guess it really doesn't matter to them. Only to better, Scott. And uh, hey, if you uh, had the uh, Miami game against North Carolina, did you go see that game? Were you, were you there? I did not. Unfortunately, I am not that near uh, the campus. I'm about, I want to say, an hour out, give or take. You say you're a North Carolina fan, right? I root for North Carolina. Yeah. But. Well, you had a you had a tough t- task last night, Scott. Miami, Florida led by 27 at halftime. They ended up winning by 28. What did North Carolina put up? 30, 38, 36? What the fuck did they score? In the end, I believe they scored in the 50s. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at best. At yeah. best. That was a that was a brutal game. Um, they so, got buried. Yeah. Never, never. I know that that was, we were asked about that, sh- about that game yesterday, and I liked Miami just because I thought the disparity between Miami's experience backcourt versus North Carolina's experience backcourt was pretty jarring, and I just thought Miami at home would look pretty sharp. North Carolina, they're great at home. On the road, they are average at best, so just keep that in mind moving forward. Very good. Anything else? Uh, Yes. Looking at the last game we're going to talk about, your team, Missouri. M-I-Z. seven and a half against Ole Miss. They led by 15 points at halftime, and they won by 25, which means Missouri either is starting to figure something out or old Miss should just forfeit the season because there's no middle ground at that point. No, no. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's the former, but guessing it's the latter. So, all right, very good. Let's uh, check in here on a couple of the comments as we get back to that. By the uh, way, North Carolina scored 57 last night. 57. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Mizu, very good. Very good, Elliot. Uh, feel Miami gets no recognition. I, I agree. That is That is true. Uh, Kalamazoo is Kalamazoo is a dead city. I've been to Kalamazoo. It's well, I'll tell you what. If you're gonna go to Kalamazoo, don't go in January. Uh, not a lot going on. Longhorns messed up a fourteen parlay. I had says I see. I would have liked you. I would have liked it in that spot, but I, I get it. I get it. Um, Wake Forest versus Georgia Tech tonight, Scott. Oh, it, it's it's a tough game to call because, of course, home court definitely matters in these conference games where the spread's basically less than four points. You just feel awful taking a road favorite like that. Wake's been so much better than Georgia Tech. It, it's really just not even close when you look at the actual season so far. Georgia Tech's been kind of experimenting with the lineups. I can say that I'm surprised this team's struggling because when you lose your best couple players from the tournament team last year, you're going to struggle. And that's what Georgia Tech's going through. Wake is a team that I think is being slept on, but they are also just four and three in conference play. So despite being 14 and four, they have looked, I'd say, meh in conference. Georgia Tech's one and five, though, so they can't win a conference game at all. But I am looking at Wake in this spot. It's really tough to enjoy backing a team, even if they're at home, that has lost eight of their last 10 games. I'm not going to the window with Georgia Tech. Yeah, I, if they win and they cover, you know, good for them. But on principle, I'm not back on a team that's lost eight of ten. I can't do it. Can't do it. No, it's wake wake or pass for me. And this is a wake team that's been uh, pretty decent on the road. They didn't cover against Miami, but they did cover their other three conference games um, and put got a 19 point win over a pretty decent Virginia Tech squad. Not uh, not an awful team anyway. So. Yeah, Wake Forest or Pat. But you're looking at the wins that they've had, though. They beat Georgia State, 
okay? And they beat Boston College. And Boston College, they're two and three in conference play, but they're easily a bottom three team in the conference. I don't think that's a hot take. I feel like that's pretty standard. So against decent competition, I think Wake's decent competition, they haven't really beaten anybody. No. And you even look at the wins this season, be Georgia Southern, Charleston Southern, Georgia on the road. I guess that's a decent win. Georgia's not even good, but whatever. Beat Lamar, beat Stetson. So against decent teams, they basically have no wins. I'm not exactly impressed by that resume. It's Waker pass for me. Bill McDonald asking a question about a game you and I talked about, uh, LSU being the dog. You want to talk about that game a little bit? It's it, You know the system, man. I, I'm taking Bama. I can't say that I'm going to actually have any money on it, but when you have an unranked team that's lost a couple in a row, that's randomly favored by three and a half with money coming in on Bama, or at least the spread has gone up since the opening line, I'm not going to take LSU because I feel like that's a serious trap line. If LSU wins, would I be shocked? No, because Bama's not very good this year. But I do think with the line movement and based on where the line started, it's Bama or pass for me. Yep. I agree. That was that was almost a farm play. That came very close to being the farm, probably a bronze. We, we looked at the road. numbers for Bama and we're like, we really can't do this as a farm play, but the line makes such little sense right. that we have to at least consider it. You know my system, or not even my system, the system that I've been using, which is just taking unranked teams favored against ranked teams at home. It's going well, so I'm going to stick with it. Give me Bama. Rick Ruler says sports betting is legal in Florida at the Seminole Casino. I thought they stopped that. They, they, then they have. I, I believe it was illegal for like a week. Yeah. And then they. Yeah. They, they've got multiple lawsuits about who, whether the, who has the right to approve gambling, and it's a whole thing. Uh, yep. Joel Embiid and Jean Morant, uh, one plus dunks each tonight. Oh, there's a nice prop. What do you think? That sounds like a Fox bet boost for like plus a hundred to double your money. Yeah. Sure. I don't have any issues with that. All about. You're it. looking at. A situation where both those guys to get one dunk. Embiid's going to easily get one. He's seven feet tall. He stands out on the rim the, or for a decent amount of the time. And Morant, we know, is aggressive when it comes when it comes to like going to the rim. That seems like a bet boost where they're just trying to give you double your money. I'm assuming that it is on Fox Bet if I had to guess the book that's doing it. But yeah, I don't have an issue with it. You buying Rutgers, buddy? Oh boy, the Rutgers team is not good but I'm taking the points because they somehow beat Purdue at home. Rutgers is very good at home and atrocious everywhere else. So no, they had, no, they beat Maryland last time out. They had a nice 11 point win over Maryland as a four point dog. Maryland sucks. The fact that they were underdogs against Maryland's a problem. Like Maryland's a terrible team this year. They're awful, but I, I'm going to go with Rutgers just because they're really, really good at home. But if you want to avoid that game or you want to fade them, they're not a good team. But when you beat Purdue and you actually look competent at home, they beat Michigan at home as well. I know Michigan's not very good, but still. Rutgers at home is a different team. It seems a little bit trappy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. Because Iowa's been pretty good lately. Yeah, not great on – another team that's not great on the road, though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, the, the, the splits make such a difference in the uh, – mm-hmm. uh, the, the Big Ten is the one you always think about, about really any team is live at home. Uh, Magellan Sports looking at uh, Army minus nine, Army team total over. Is that? I mean, I would like it if Army wasn't dead to me, but they're dead to me because they gave up 45 points to Lafayette in the game that I backed them. So I don't have anything kind to say about the Black Knights in basketball, but on paper, since I'm not involved, 
they should cover. So I'll never bet on them again this season. I, I can't do it. Well, that's that's not a very that, that's that's not a very professional strategy. Damn right. Okay, fair enough. Damn right. Longwood Campbell and they're offering plus money at, for Longwood at minus two and a half. <laughs> uh, that was another one that almost made the cut, Scott. Um, we talked about it definitely off air. Of mm -hmm. course, when you're digging for a, a farm play on days where you don't really know what you are confident enough in taking, then you kind of go through everything because you have to, right. to try to see what you like more through process of elimination. But I like Longwood in that spot. I think Campbell's a team that is okay. The home road splits are pretty jarring for me. Longwood's been really good at home. They've won three in a row. You're looking at Campbell. They won two in a row. They're okay. But Longwood is dominant on the boards in comparison. Yep. They're averaging roughly nine more rebounds per game. That does seem a little bit short of a price for Longwood at home. Fair enough. Uh, what else are we looking at? Oh, Kevin asked about the Grizz and the Bucks. Neither one of us likes the Bucks in that spot. No. I think, don't get me wrong, the Bucks could could win, yep. and you could look like an idiot because we just said we like Memphis. But I got to go into the eye of the storm there. One team has looked good. The other team hasn't. Does it, it does really feel like we looked at everything. Here's another one we talked about. It's Wofford and Citadel. <laughs> we looked at the over yep. in that one. I mean, Citadel had a low-scoring game against Mercer. Mercer doesn't exactly play that up-tempo. Neither does Wofford. But the three-point defense for the Terrier is not great. Not no, great. And that's what and that's what you that's what you got to look at. And they 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 allow a thirty six percent shooting from downtown, because you know the Citadel's going to shoot. Now, what did they end up? What did they, they had a horrible shooting night the other night when we had the over or I had. The it might have been below thirty percent. Like they couldn't hit a shot. Oh yeah, no, no, it was definitely it. Yeah, it was like right. At, I wanted to say it was right at twenty percent. They were like five for twenty five or something ridiculous like that. So James Mounts in the house. Whatever. What up? What up? What up? Magellan Sports is that's the best Campbell's best Campbell team ever, Scott. Could be. I can't compare it to another Campbell team. Actually, they had one player. I'm trying to remember what his name was. But uh, two, he was two, up there two years in like ago. All time scores. Yeah, he was the he was the all time score. He he, he might have set the record again. He I think he was set the all time record. Yeah. What the hell was that? I, I, I'm pretty sure he was top five. I remember he passed Jimmer. Yeah. And people were talking about it, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know. I know somebody there. Somebody that, you know who I'm talking about. Though. Of course, yeah. I know somebody that yeah. fo follows Campbell. Will, will that, answer that. that short point guard guy. Yep. Yep. I can't remember yep. what his name was. Uh, somebody asking about Wyoming tonight, laying a huge number against San, San Jose State. Wyoming, Scott, thirteen on the year, good against the number nine, three and two against the spread. San Jose State, not. I just realized. Sorry to interrupt. Can we go against the Camels on Hump Day? Nah, that's good. Is point. that like? Is that illegal? That doesn't. That doesn't seem like something we should be able to do. That, yeah, I, I might have to change my entire opinion just because it's hump day. James Mounts. He, we should we should hire James to be our hype man because he said 60, 63 people watching, only 15 likes. Come on, man. I agree. What the fuck, you guys? Click it, click it right now. Come on, do it. I roasted I roasted Army, which is unpatriotic. We're talking about fading the Camels on Hump Day. We're all over the place. Well, you roasted Army, but they're playing American, so it's it's hard to go. It's hard, uh, it's hard to go yeah, right okay. there. All right. Uh, Fre Fresno State down at the half. They uh, came back and covered the three and a half. I was surprised they were down ten at the half. They I liked them yesterday because one thing you can notice in the Mountain West, home teams have done really well in that conference yeah. this season, particularly yeah. at the top. Wyoming's undefeated at home. Fresno, I'm pretty sure, is undefeated at home. Boise's undefeated at home. A lot of really good home teams in that conference. 
So we got Wyoming uh, playing tonight, Scott, and they've just played. It's another one of these teams that hasn't played a ton of home games, but they've they've been outstanding. Meanwhile, San Jose State, they are in a serious funk. Uh, they have lost, uh, well, really four straight. They beat a non-D1 school in Bethesda. Bethesda, California, by the way. Who knew? Okay. But, Very nice this time of year, but yeah, they've got they've got four straight conference losses, and the nice thing they don't they don't keep them close, buddy. They are getting absolutely fucking blown out, uh, losing by twenty two to Santa Clara. Of course, that's not a conference game, but uh, losing by twenty to Fres at Fresno, losing by thirty six to Colorado State, losing by twenty at home by the way, and losing by twenty five to UNLV. Yeah, so they lost by thirty six and twenty five their last two home games. Yeah, I'm if if I'm playing, I'm laying this one. There's no way I'm backing the Spartans. You, I like Wyoming because this team has been extremely solid. Yeah, uh, they got a brand new coach last year from Northern Colorado, and I was curious how he would fare. He's done really well. Mm-hmm. They're 13 and two. They shoot the ball well. They can rebound. They actually guard people. Wyoming hasn't played good defense in about three, in about I don't know, two decades yeah. since Larry Nance Jr. was there. Like they made the tournament that one year because they won the Mountain West cha- uh, conference title, but they play defense, you know. And what does San Jose State actually do well? Nothing. No. I mean, it's football school, buddy. Uh, it is, and there was only a football school for like the last two years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. They've got. Uh, I'm just. I'm just checking out injuries here. Uh, see if either one of these guys matter. Um, yeah, do sell. Elliot, you can you can bet on Army if you live in New York if you like to bet online. You just can't do it. To- I'm not going to give it all away, but there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm on Wyoming there. What else we got? Have we missed anybody? Uh, I saw somebody asking about the NBA. A lot of games to go through in the NBA. But somebody was asking about the Nets and the Wizards. Wizards are currently one and a half to two-point favorites. Total has absolutely flown through the roof. Went from around 230 to 234 and a half. So a ton of money coming in on the over. I can understand it because both teams aren't exactly great at defense, but the Nets still have Kyrie because they're it's a road game. Mm-hmm. They still have Harden. Durant, of course, is out for about a month. And the Nets without Durant have been, well, not good. So the question is, do you think the Nets can actually play well enough to win they hung tough with Cleveland on MLK day I thought Cleveland would cover they did but the Nets hung in there for about three quarters before things went awry in the fourth Wizards are completely healthy though Beal's back Dimwitty's there you still got Kuzma who's been fantastic by the way Uh, Gafford what do you think I feel like it's a spot where the Nets are going to be the blind public play yeah but without Durant they really just have not been that good this year. Yeah, it does look like kind of a trap line with with just lay, laying the one there when you've still got Kyrie available. But this is a very... And you can argue, well, the Nets are on the road. Well, the Nets have been much better on the road than at home this season. Yeah. So that argument doesn't They've work. They've been awful on the road. Brad Crawford says, okay, we love you guys. Why do we need to say it every day? Hitting the like button. I didn't know we were married. Yeah, we just like to hear it. We have to be reinforced every day. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like living in the world where that's how the metrics is that's how we're measured, but it is. So we, we appreciate it, man. We do. Um, James S says, what am I chop liver? We, uh, see, I knew we missed one. Uh, Vermont. That's, that's, that's catamount to, uh, to, to uh, treason right there, Scott. See what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find that one. You got it in front of you. 
Uh, oh, the, 13 and a half. Playing the Injits tonight. Playing the Injits. Vermont laying 13 and a half on a road on the road. Uh, without digging, that seems like a lot of points. It does seem like a lot of points. Of course, Vermont is the best team in the conference. I don't think it's very close. That's not saying much because the American East Conference is not exactly uh, good. You know, when Binghamton's in second place in your conference, you got problems. So Vermont should win. I'm not picking an upset, but 13 and a half does seem a bit high, especially since NJIT at home this season has been pretty good. So it's not like you're facing a team that never wins at home or anything. They're a pretty solid home team. However, they did lose to UMBC by 20 That's, yeah. in the last home game, which is concerning. When they were favored. Yeah, so you're kind of wondering if this team is starting to spiral out of control because they lost to Albany their last game by 15. Yep. So if NJIT was in slightly better form, I'd like to play a lot more. But when you're losing by 20 in your last home game, they also lost to Army by 17. Yep. It does seem like Vermont is capable of blowing this team out, which makes it concerning to actually like the points in this spot. I like a team total under for NJIT because I do think that if you're looking at a situation where this team only scored 49 against Army at home and only scored 56 against UMBC, Mm -hmm. Vermont should put the clamps down on this team. Oh, yeah, here, uh, so 67, right around 60, give or take. It seems a bit high, doesn't it, when you have 49 against Army and 56 against UMBC? That seems a bit high. Well, I'm trying to see if Vermont has given up less than 68 all season. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm laying the points. Vermont, yeah. Vermont has... I think I was, I wanted to make a case for NJIT, but the more I actually looked into it based on current form, right? I kind of lean to Vermont. Yeah, I can't do it. They've got just too many massive losses there. Vermont hasn't covered a big number on the road, but they haven't faced any big numbers on the road. They've covered some big spreads at home, covered 12 and a half Dartmouth, 10 and a half New Hampshire and 11 at Stony Brook or against Stony Brook. But again, those have all come on the road. Uh, we'll see. They've they've covered numbers on the on the on the highway. They just haven't covered big. They haven't been faced with big ones. But for me, again, if I'm playing, I'm laying. Uh, sure. yeah, I don't see how I don't see how New Jersey. What what are what is New Jersey Institute of Technology by the way, Scott? What's their mascot? They are the Highlanders. The Highlanders. That's right. That's right. Fun fact, by the way, my father played against NJIT in college because they were D three back when he was in college. What your what basketball? Your dad played basketball. Yeah, play basketball. Center? Yeah. Was he really? Yeah, he was like a six foot two center. That's what D three college basketball is like. Yikes. Yikes. Um or a center, power forward, whatever. He he was in the front court. Very good. All right. Um anything else? Anything else you got for you? Somebody's asking about uh tennis plays. You got anything cooked up from down under? I don't know where where are we at tomorrow morning in Australia right now? I really don't have much. I know that Schwartzman was a little bit banged up at the end of his match against Krajinovic. He's a, he's minus 500. I'm not picking O'Connell to win the match. I do think he can keep it close. Schwartzman's a guy who relies heavily on movement, of course, because of his lack of size. So if he is a little bit banged up, you might want to keep an eye on that, maybe a live bet if he's really struggling to move out there. Uh, besides that, Fritz and Tiafo just screams over to me. Two Americans going at it. I expect that to be a four or five setter. So I kind of like the over there. Uh, besides that, oh, um, I think you might see a decent amount of sets in the Felix versus Fokina match. So I don't mind the over there. 
And I'm keeping an eye on Cressy because I actually like him as an American. He's one of the only serving volley guys left on the tour. Beat Isner in five sets in the first round. I think he's alive, or I think he has a good chance to win his match. Should be close, though. <laughs> My kid's in the house. He says, uh, got me thinking I should be posting up some D3 schools. Let me tell that you. was back then. I don't know what centers are like now in D3. There, well, I watched a lot of NAIA games where my daughter cheered, and their centers are like 6'7", six, 6'9", six, pretty athletic. They're good They're good basketball players. My kid, uh, about 5'10", uh, 230, and he played basketball in middle school, and he played basketball like he played football. He, he'd, he'd go in and pick up like five. He was the enforcer? He'd pick up five fouls in about seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Maryland over Boston University, Scott. Mer- uh, Loyola's been or Loyola, good at home. Maryland. Sorry, not Maryland. Yeah, Loyola's been good at home. So I think if you want to make a play there, I don't mind it. But I don't really have any thoughts there. I'm I think always. Boston's the more talented team. The question is, are they going to show up on the road for once? Yep, that's that's a great great question. All right. Um, 230 compliments out. I didn't see it. Nathan Stern says, Nathan says 6'2", 260, played power forward. At what level? D1? D3? D2? Where'd you play, but That's a... Uh, that's a, that's the... that's a, You'll see a lot of 6'2 power forwards like an NAI. That's that's a good... Yeah, 6'2", 230. Um, all right. So uh, one more one more, and then we'll get to it. Oh, in high school. Okay. Um, Western Carolina and Furman, Scott. Furman... Laying a big number there. Western Carolina, not good. I, I looked at that one too as one of my possible plays. Where do you land? Where do you land on this? I want to make a case that it's too many points, but Furman could win that game by 30. Yeah. It's really a spot where Furman offensively is extremely solid. Western Carolina defensively, let's just say they're not good. So Furman could potentially score 85, maybe 90 in the game. I doubt 90, but probably 80s. Here's so, the, yeah, here's the problem. You got a you got a, a Furman team that just shoots lights out from three, and they shoot a they can cook, and they shoot a ton of them. So yep. anytime you anytime you're going up against Furman, you got to look and see can the other team stop the three. In this case, Western Carolina, yeah, they not, cannot, not so much. So uh, again, I hate just fucking throwing out huge numbers here. I don't see a way to play the dog there. I don't. The question I have is if you think Furman scores eighty five. Do you think that Western Carolina can get to a 69, give or take? Maybe. Yeah. I think maybe that, not. I think the over is not a bad play. No, I think they I think they score 80 stepping off the bus. Um, yeah. That's why I said 85, maybe 90, if they shoot particularly well from three. Yeah. 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 Brad Crawford said I played D three college basketball. Most centers were six six or taller. Uh six two center. Where was he? Where was he at? Uh had to be a small forward. Uh could have been. It might have been power forward. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think he was known for his shooting ability. Let's put it that way. Well, he said, was he no, what? He known for hitting the boards, crashing yeah, the boards. Kind of. He was kind of a rebounder. I don't want to say that he was like a Barkley type, where he just averaged a bunch of rebounds by being undersized. But from what I remember, he was more of a glass cleaner on the inside. All right. Very good. All right, buddy. Well, it is that time. We have uh, we have reached that point in the show. I know. We <laughs> thanks, Matthew. We're killing it, buddy. We're we're trying to get to a hundred. We're we would love to be at a hundo by the end of the month. So tell your friends, tell your wife, get on two devices. That would really help us out. While you're sitting around your computer, open up your phone. 
I could get on there twice. I count that as cheating. That's cheating, but sure. What? Well, sure. If it if it's it's if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, buddy. That's that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, and away we go, Scott. Let's take a look and see uh, what we've got cooked up for today. You guys know the drill. It's time to put on those straw hats, strap up the overalls, climb aboard the John Deere, and fire that baby up, folks. Let's get ready, Scott. Let's bet the farm. I love it when we see the with see the comment section. People know it's getting close. They start putting moo in the comment section, which is just mm-hmm. excellent. I just excellent. I love to see it. Scott, we bitched about today's card. We talked about a lot of games we didn't take. What do we got for today? Or first well, we of all, wait, 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 wait. Yes, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Your vacation just threw me off. How'd we do yesterday, buddy? We had the Islanders on the money line at minus 125, and they won in a shootout. Cue to banjos! I don't know if it's so excited. We should get so excited about a play we stole, apparently, but. Allegedly. God, stolen. Just, ah, ah, Chris King. All right, what do we got for today, buddy? So we're going to college basketball on one of the only games we didn't talk about involving Indiana State and Southern Illinois. And we're taking Southern Illinois at home, minus four and a half. Indiana State has lost five of its first six road games. Definitely a much better home team than road team. Southern Illinois has won six of its first eight home games, plus the better team on offense and on defense, according to Ken Palm. And Southern Illinois has a pretty solid advantage on the boards. They rank 171st in rebounding rate, while Indiana State ranks 264th. Plus, Southern Illinois on a pretty solid point spread run. I believe they've covered, was it four in a row or five in a row? Uh, Four in a row. Four in a row. So we're going to back the team that's been covering lately at home against a team that's been struggling on the highway. All right, I'm going to highlight I'm going to highlight right th- this before we go. You see this stat right here? Uh, Southern Illinois has a better offense and the better defense, according to Ken Palm. That's a vacation stat right there. As you guys know, we, mm-hmm. we trade back and forth on who writes these up and who has the ultimate say. We, we, we put our heads together, but one guy makes the call, and it's who's ever reading them. So we're, we're, Scott's in the middle of his streak right now, so he puts the stats on the, in the board. That tells me he's on vacation right there. No numbers. Just well, so, Southern Illinois is better number, on offense and defense, the, according the to The numbers were close. It wasn't like it was a blowout one way or another. Right. I would highlight it if. <laughs> they're, they're somewhat close, but Southern Illinois is still better in both, so that's why I threw it out there. All right, very good. Oh, my God, they're, th- they're five spots. Like, no, you, they're better at both. I just had to roast you there a little bit. Uh, it's um, fine. Don't worry about it. All right, bud, go hit the club tonight. Have some bottle service for me. That's going to do it for our show. That's going to do it for Bet the Farm. Southern Illinois, get on them salukis, everybody. Minus the four and a half, and that's going to do it for Bet the Farm. You guys, as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for getting us up in those uh, in those high-ass numbers. We appreciate it, of course. Good luck on all your plays. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money. When you head back to the window, you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I will once again do our level best to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.